God, we are grateful for who you are. Time of worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is good to be with you in God's house. Last week we were learning about how we find rest with Jesus Christ. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. We can always know that while we're resting in Jesus, that Jesus is there to guide us. Today we're going to learn more about the wisdom of God that is shared with us through the Word of God. So let us begin today with understanding of where we come into worship, that we're coming to rest with Jesus. Let us turn to our our announcements this morning. As you may have noticed, there's some few things different around as you walked in. You may have seen some rocket boosters and a few different things around. You may have thought you walked into space. Well, that's because VBS starts tomorrow and there's going to be a lot of energy uh, and a lot of things that are going to be going on to beginning tomorrow. So we appreciate your prayers uh, throughout the week uh, as we have this time of uh, feeding our children in our communities. Uh, the men and women uh, groups will be meeting this week, uh, so take note, there is uh, the Dorcas Circle will not be meeting uh, with VBS and everything that's going on, but otherwise, uh, take note of uh, groups that are available for you. Uh, we have a food drive that's going to be happening next Sunday. There are bags out as you came in, maybe you saw them, didn't know what it was. Well, uh, they are for the food drive next week. Uh, if you don't want to bring uh, uh, this bag filled with food, there's items listed here for you. It's not that difficult. Uh, we are accepting donations as well as part of that food drive for the, the fish food bank. Uh, so be prepared for that for next Sunday. And at the uh, end of the month, we will be uh, gathering people for the shoes for the shoeless. And so you know how that works, most of you, I'm sure. Uh, once we have uh, what the kids need, we will be providing those shoes for them. So you'll have an opportunity to be in ministry that way at the end of the month. Uh, there's other announcements in your bulletin. Please take note of those. Uh, but let us rest in Jesus as we begin with our prelude.
Good morning. Would you stand with me now to go through the call to worship? <clears throat> Come, let us worship the Lord our God. We are the Lord's people. As we worship the Lord, let us open our ears. May we both hear, hear and, and heed the word of the Lord. As we worship the Lord, let us open our eyes. May we both see and perceive the will of the Lord. As we worship the Lord, let us open our hearts. May we, May we understand, understand with, with our, our hearts, hearts and, and please, please the Lord with, with our, our lives. lives. Please remain standing for our opening hymn, O Four Thousand Tongues to Sing, in your hymnal, page 57, verses 1 through 4, and on the screens. seated. Please join me in our opening prayer. Lord, you know us so well. We thank you for your presence in our lives, even when we don't recognize it. Today, we come after a week of navigating the wilderness of life. Speak to our hearts and shape us to become stronger witnesses for your love as we receive your word and find our spirits and lives healed. Amen. Can I have the children come up, please? Morning, guys. Did you notice anything different when you came in today? What did you see? What kind of stuff? Space stuff. Space stuff, yeah. What kind of things are in space? I feel like I'm kind of far away. I think I'll move closer. <laughs> what kind of things are in space? What's up in the sky? What's up in space? Planets, that's right. Lots of planets, and what else? Something that we can see outside the window right now that we don't always see every day. What's shining out there, Ian? Stars. Stars, that's right. There are lots of stars in the space, and some of them are close to us and we can see them, and there are some that are really far away and we can't see. What else? What else is, if you look out the window, what do we see? Just look out that window. What do we see? What do we see shining? What's shining? Is the big, that the big yellow ball in the sky? That big yellow ball that all the planets <laughs> go around in our universe? We call that what? The sun. That's right. And we, you know, doesn't that make you happy when you look out and you see the sun? It just makes us feel good. Well, this week, with all of our planets, and the stars, what we're going to be thinking about is things that 
shine. Because we're going to be learning about how to shine God's light. We can shine God's light when we're happy. We can shine God's light when we're sad. God's still with us, and his light's still on us. So we need to remember that whatever goes on in our life, God's light is there. And so we're going to help shine God's light. We're going to shine it here at Faith Community. We're going to shine it all over Xenia. And, you know, there's a song that I know you all know. It's called This Little Light of Mine. We're all going to sing it together. We're going to do two verses, the regular first one, and then the second one we're going to shine all over Xenia. Here we go. coming from Faith Community. Somewhere. A hidden treat. Okay, if you all will now be preparing for our prayer hymn, Thy word is a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my feet. As we come into our time of prayer today, I want us to continue to be thinking about resting, but also in this understanding of we have this light in our life that shines before us and shines within us. And with the understanding of that, we are grateful. So I have a a prayer today that has been prepared to align us with our gratefulness for what God has done what God is doing, and what God will be doing in and through us. Let us pray. Loving and wise God, we thank you for the ministry of this church. We remember the light this church has been in the neighborhood. The vacation Bible schools, the mission projects, shoes for the shoeless, the serving in partnership with Bridges of Hope, St. Paul's Mission, Fish Food Pantry, and the many other ways we have shined your light in our communities. Gracious God, we give you thanks for all you have done among us. 
We thank you for the gift we have been to one another. We remember the Sunday school teachers, mentors, and pastors who shaped us and formed us in Christian love. We recall the saints who have gone before, yet whose care and influence are still so present. We thank you for your provision that never runs out. We attend to your call out of scarcity and into abundance, as well as your assurance that we can depend on you, the God who provides. We notice that our community has so much need, and we trust that you will provide the way for us to meet those needs when we follow your voice. Gracious God, we give you thanks for all you are doing among us. We thank you for the gifts you are nurturing among us now. We notice the Spirit at work among your people, bringing forth gifts of compassion, justice, cooking, caring for children, and simply sharing kind, encouraging words. We are learning to celebrate the gifts we have rather than despair of the gifts we think we ought to have. We thank You for the dreams You give us. Dreams of a new reality where all people can thrive as a community brought together in love. We welcome Your invitation to imagine how God-given abundance could transform our neighborhood. Your dream is good and beautiful even when it feels daunting. And lastly, gracious God, we give You thanks for all You will do among us. We thank You for the ways You are guiding us into new expressions of Your love in the world. We grieve for the ideas and ministries that gave life in the past that we now set aside to make room for new imaginings to take root. We rejoice that You continue to journey with us as we imagine a new reality into being because nothing is impossible with God. We are open to hear your voice and ready to follow your guidance to continue to shine your light wherever you lead us. So now let us show the Lord our confidence and unity as we share the prayer Jesus taught us, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We are grateful for how God has been in our lives and is in our lives and what God will be doing in our lives. But we have to respond to all of that and be present where we are and that around us. In order to do that, we have to continue to be the church. And that requires us of giving our resources so that our resources can be multiplied by God. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? Joyce.
Please join in the prayer of dedication. Just as your word is a light to our path, Holy One, may our offering of praise be a light to the world. In this season of fruitful gardens, help us share bountiful harvest of our own making, whether our offerings be of our time, wealth, or prayer. Receive and multiply our gifts through the glory of your love. Amen. You may be seated. The scripture reading today comes from Psalms 119, verses 105 through 112. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteousness and your ordinances. I am severely, I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but they do not stray from your precepts. Your decrees are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to uh, introduce my friend. This is Beth Latella. She has been a longtime singing partner of mine for, we decided today, 22 years, yeah. 23, 22 years. So I'm happy to have Beth with us.
I wanted to uh, introduce my friend. This is Beth Latella. She has been a longtime singing partner of mine for, we decided today, 22 years, yeah. 23, 22 years. So I'm happy to have Beth with us. wanted to uh, introduce my friend. This is Beth Latella. She has been a longtime singing partner of mine for, we decided today, 22 years, yeah. 23, 22 years. So I'm happy to have Beth with us.
Amen. Thank you, Beth and Suzanne. When I was growing up, uh, we had a large family Bible that was placed on the shelf under one of our end tables in our living room. This isn't it. This was from our altar, but this is what it was, this big. And I knew it was the Bible because it says right on it in big, bold letters, the Holy Bible. But if I'm honest, throughout my childhood, those three words on the cover were the only words that I read or that was read to me at home. The only thing I can remember that we used this large Holy Bible for was the pressed flowers that my sister received from her school dances. Growing up in the Catholic Church in the 70s and 80s, we were taught that the reading of the Holy Bible was for the priests to do. And they would let us know what we needed to know. At the time, I never questioned why we shouldn't read it for ourselves. However, however after my parents, <clears throat> excuse me, my parents' divorce, my senior year of high school, and, and feeling unwelcomed by our church, I became curious about what was inside this book. As I packed to head off to college and was looking for something that I needed, I, I found an old Bible that was given to my dad when he was a boy that was on a shelf in a closet. I put it in my bag and took it to college with me. Months later, I, I saw it in my drawer, and I tried to read it beginning with Genesis 1.1. I say I tried because I didn't get very far before I decided I didn't understand what I was reading, so I quit reading it. I was convinced reading the Bible should be left to the priests because I surely wasn't getting anything out of it. Well, after college, after getting married, after having children, after returning to church with my family, I became curious again about what was on the inside of this book. This time was different from when I tried to read the Bible on my own before. The biggest difference was I was encouraged to read it by my friends from my church. That was Circleville Community United Methodist Church where we met Beth. I was given a read-the-Bible-in-a-year schedule, and I did it. I read the Bible in a year. I just read it. I didn't worry about if I understood what I was reading or not. I just kept reading. And I haven't stopped reading the Bible since. And I still use the read-the-Bible-in-a-year schedule. Yeah, there's something special about the Holy Bible, but you have to read it. What I have come to love about the Scriptures is that it is not just about what is written, but how God speaks to us through our reading it and recalling it to our minds. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit came alive to me when I started reading the Bible. You see, before I opened the Bible, God was mostly a concept to me, an inaccessible entity, or a distant judge. Friends, the Bible is unlike any other book. It is the Word of God revealing the living Word of God, Jesus Christ, who gives us new life that is abundantly more than a life experienced without a relationship with the one true God. This is the most important aspect of what is revealed in the whole of the Bible. However, the Word of God reveals so much more. God speaks wisdom into our lives when we dive into the written Word, 
with a desire to become word-wise and not just word-aware. See, we can have knowledge of the Word and never be wiser. But when we revere the Word of God and revel in it, God speaks into our lives with purpose. So today we focus on what wisdom is revealed through the Word of God. So the psalmist who wrote Psalm 119 captured the wonder, the beauty, and the power that comes from a great appreciation of the Word of God. The whole psalm, the the biggest psalm, the longest psalm, is a, a deep reflection of God's Torah. Torah is is the Hebrew word meaning instruction or teaching. And it is also the Hebrew word associated with the the law of Moses captured in the first five books of the Bible. So Torah is often translated as law as well. Theologians recognize that the psalmist alludes to specific laws and teachings from the law of Moses, but cautions the reader to read Psalm 119 from a larger perspective reading it as a reflection more generally on God's wise instruction. This psalm seems more general in nature because it uses seven synonyms for the word Torah throughout the 176 verses, which are broken down into 22 stanzas that begin with the successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Each stanza has eight verses, which contain at least six of these synonyms for Torah. Those synonyms in English are these, decree, ordinance, statute, word, commandment, precept, and promise. Even though there are 22 distinct stanzas, the overall understanding of each of them is similar in basis. So taking a look at one stanza today, gives us a good representation of what wisdom is revealed throughout this psalm, but also throughout the scriptures. This stanza that we're concentrating on today begins with a familiar verse that most of us know, and one that we just sang a moment ago. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now this is easy for us to picture in our minds, isn't it? We've used a flashlight in the dark to see uh, it's safe for our, our next step. We've also shined the light a little forward in our ways to see further ahead. God's Word provides guidance in the moment and for the foreseeable future. Until I started reading the Bible on a regular basis, I wasn't looking for guidance in my life, really. I just went through the motions of life and I followed the direction of some trusted people in my life, but the first time that I can remember receiving guidance from God's Word, well, that was at an Emmaus men's walk. Maybe you've heard of the Emmaus walk. It's a spiritual retreat set aside for men and women. And while I was there, the words for, from James 1.22 was displayed on a banner. It read, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Now this verse kept coming to mind throughout the retreat. Then one evening at the retreat I was praying and God's word to me was, I have something for you to do, be listening. This was a lamp to my feet. I had never been so attentive to the Word of God as I was reading the Bible daily and praying often. And while praying, Lord, what do you have for me? I'm listening over and over again. First Timothy came to mind for me. I wasn't really familiar with First Timothy. But the first chance I got, I started reading this small letter of Paul that he had written to his protege, Timothy. And it was there in the third chapter when I was reading about the various qualifications of the leaders of God's church that a light was shown on my path. Now the words on the page said one thing, but the words in my mind said, I want you to be a pastor. Let me assure you, this wasn't what I was expecting to hear, which made it 
hard to take. But at the same time, I recall that James 1.22 passage, which reminded me to not just hear the Word of God, but to do it. God's guiding Word isn't always easy to follow. Because it's a struggle of our will against, against God's will. But guess what? If you read the Bible, we will see that we are not alone in this struggle. So many characters of the Bible wrestle with the Word of God. However, we also see those who work through the struggle to follow the Lord's guidance experience a change of heart. To experience this change, we have to, well, be open to it. The psalmist wrote, I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord. According to your word. When we read the Bible, we recognize our sin. That's our selfishness in nature. We see how severely afflicted we are. We become well aware of how much we need God to intervene to save us from our sin. We realize without God's word being in the forefront of our minds and our lives that we will live according to our own way. The psalmist reminds us, transformation requires submission to the living Word of God. Now, Jesus Christ is the living Word of God, and through Him we are saved from the power of sin and the penalty of death. However, if we are going to experience real transformation, we have to commit to being shaped by the Word through the Holy Spirit. Reading and meditating upon the Scriptures is a means through which the Spirit works. I can't encourage you enough. I can't encourage you enough to get into the written Word of God, to experience the living Word in a transformational way. See, when I, when I first started reading the Bible, I, I read it without expectations. I was truly reading it for information because that's how I've always read things, not for transformation. However, I began to see the transformation in myself and the way I interacted with co-workers and strangers. I noticed how I was losing interest in some things and desiring to serve in ways that I never had before. Real changes. Real changes were happening, and the only thing that I could attribute it to was my commitment to reading the Scriptures with an open mind, and an open heart. But it had an, a, another effect on me too. The psalmist saying, Accept my offering of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. See, recognizing the change led me to worship the Lord like I had never before. I was offering praise to the Lord for, for teaching me, for reminding me, for guiding me according to His will. So often in my worship, the Lord would meet me where I was and speak a, a new word into my heart. You see, it is all connected the Word of God leads to worship, and worship leads us to the Word of God. Worship and devotion to the Lord leads to following God's will. You see, worship naturally brings us into God's presence. We're literally placing ourselves before the Lord, seeking the Lord's goodness. Devotion to the Lord creates a desire within us to please the Lord with our lives. And the psalmist has this sentiment well, saying, Your decrees are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. Now, there are so many ways that we chase for joy. Joy is, is something that, that God desires for us. It is a longing, actually, with, with, that exists within our heart. 
Where, where we go wrong is that we seek after joy in things that we do, relationships we make, or through the stuff that we acquire. These experiences generally produce a, a short-lived feeling of joy or happiness, and this is okay. But this is not the joy the psalmist speaks of. When we desire God's instruction and, and embody the Lord's teaching, joy comes from our heart motivated to live right with God. You see, joy is, a, is an outcome of our alignment with God. Joy just emanates from our identity in Christ, the living Word of God. Friends, awareness of the Word of God is insufficient. The wisdom of God's instruction is revealed to us when we revere and we revel in it. The reality is we aren't always available to hear God's Word, or often we aren't open to what we hear that the Lord is saying to us. However, God's Word, it's always available to us. God can speak to us through any means He chooses. But I would argue that the Holy Scriptures are the primary means God reveals Himself, His ways, and His Word to us. When we open up the Bible and open up ourselves to the wisdom that's within the pages, as well as in the Word that God speaks through the Scriptures, we can expect a return on our investment. We will receive guidance that is relevant and timely, that directs our path. We will experience transformation in the likeness of Christ, will we be drawn toward worship and devotion that leads to following God's will over our own and our hearts? Our hearts will motivate us to live right with God, bringing us true joy. So let's move beyond being word aware. Let's become word wise, because God speaks. God speaks. So receive the wisdom that is spoken. Amen. Please rise for our closing hymn, the hymn of promise number 707.
Unfortunately, my microphone has gone dead, so I'm coming here. Just know that we are loved. God is speaking into us wisdom each and every day. We just have to be listening. We have to put ourselves before the Lord through reading of the scriptures and making ourselves available to the God who gives the word to us. So go in peace knowing that you are loved and that Christ is alive in you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go in peace.